Welcome back to See, Hear, Feel. Today, we have an international guest that I'm very excited about. I'm speaking with Dr. Olaleke Folaranmi, who is a MD pathologist who works at the University of Ilorin Teaching Hospital in Ilorin, Nigeria. He is a singer and guitarist. You may have seen some of his songs on Twitter who is popular in social media for both his pathology knowledge and musical talent. Dr. Folaranmi has described the difficulty of working in an underfunded hospital overseas compared to the U.S., and social media is a way for him to enrich his education and practice. Through loans, he actually bought a microscopic camera, computer, smartphone, and data plan, and see the show notes for an article about him. I had to learn how to pronounce Olaleke's name, and he goes by Leke for short. So welcome to Leke. Thank you, Christine. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Yes, thank you for being here. What does emotional intelligence mean to you? Emotional intelligence means the way you sense other people's emotions, the way you interact with their emotions, engage how they feel to what you're doing. Emotions change over time, change over circumstances. How do you communicate effectively and then relating with them as friendly as you can and communicating exactly what your thoughts are, knowing exactly what to say, and then from your heart without misconstruing any concept, and then right from your heart to their heart, straight ahead like that, and no problems. I like that, that you say it's communicating straight from your heart to their heart without any errors. How did you learn about emotional intelligence? We have in leadership courses, you hear people saying, you just don't need intelligence quotients to be a great leader. You need to have some emotional intelligence and how to reach out to people who are under you, let them see you as human, and let them know that you see them as humans too. And that makes you a better leader. You see the human face to leadership. Yes, so you're saying you took a course? Oh, yes, taking some courses on leadership. Very nice. Was that offered through your hospital? Oh, no. I think I took one from the University of Washington. It's um, leadership, management, and health. I somehow took in a culture that doctors aren't really human. But of course, I know I'm human. (laughs) And so same with leaders, right? I think sometimes I think a leader isn't really human or somehow they're not the same as me. And maybe that's because before really emotional intelligence came to the forefront, leaders weren't really told or taught how to be emotionally intelligent. I think you're amazing. You're learning so much. You're taking all these courses. I really sense from your Twitter feed, from what I know of you from social media, that you really enjoy continuous improvement and learning and knowledge. One of the things I found recently is that, as you said, intelligence quotient or pure knowledge, like pure knowledge about dermatopathology, say, is not, I mean, it's very important, but having emotional intelligence actually makes me a much better dermatopathologist than I would have predicted. Do you find that to be true? Yes, I, I find it to be true. Uh, you want me to give examples? Sure. I do not have any formal dermatopathology training. All that I've, I've had is personal reading and then following you guys on Twitter, seeing you discussing cases and stuff. But I find out that my senior colleagues at work, when they get dermatopathology cases, they seek to get my opinion. And I think I have sensed that they think I know better. And I've also related, I don't tell them I know better. I don't flaunt. I'm not superior. I have deeper interest in dermatopathology. And so I think it makes it easier. And they know that I'm humble about it. 
I think that's a display of emotional intelligence relating with my seniors. And then when I tell them, oh, this is what I think, they accept it knowing that I have a better knowledge. There's a certain amount of humility in knowing what you know, but also there is humility in knowing what you do know and being able to successfully transmit that to other people, including people senior to yourself, in a way that allows people to continue to ask you questions without them losing face or ego. Yes, I agree with you. I think that does take a lot of emotional intelligence. That's such a lovely answer. How do you focus on diagnosis and avoiding diagnostic error, given the limitations that I've seen you describe on social media, like meaning that you don't have all of the special stains that we have access to? Yeah, that's a tough question. But what I do personally is have a list of differential diagnoses and then ask myself each of the Stops on that list. What would I have done to rule them out if I had the means? We do sign out with the differentials and we put these things that we think we would do. Sometimes we tell them what we favor and the reasons why we favor such diagnosis. Do you think you use a gut instinct feel for a slide when you make a diagnosis primarily, or do you really use that kind of analysis and differential diagnosis? <laughs> But I think there's this intuitive thing that goes on. When you see something, is it cancer? I feel it is not cancer. There's this deep feeling that tells you this is not cancer. This is inflammatory. I, I don't think they are separate. Getting division diagnosis and using your intuition to blend everything together, I think they work together, not separately. I'm learning about metacognition. Metacognition can be used to think about how we come to make decisions, which is what a diagnosis is about, making a decision. And really, that's the conclusion that these experts in cognitive psychology who know way more than me say that system one, which is intuitive thinking, hardly thinking, or that gut reaction, or system two, which is analysis, what helps you generate a differential diagnosis, helps you think about what stains you might want, et cetera. They really work together, and one is not better than the other. It's not like we should always be using system two alone, or definitely not should we be using system one alone. Another question I have for you, would you be willing to share a story about a success or a failure in which emotional intelligence or metacognition played a part? I told you that in the way I relate to my senior colleagues, uh, a lot of emotional intelligence is involved. I saw this case. In residency, residents will first take a look at the case, then you take it to the consultants. We call that attending in the U.S. So this case, my consultant felt it was a cancer, and I told him, ah, I don't think this is a cancer. He told me, a very good man, he said, well, you have to prove it to me. Oh, I said, good. And so I proved that this wasn't a cancer, that this was actually an MAI. My attitude at that moment could have given up and said, okay, well, it's cancer. He says, says it's cancer. He's my boss, and I'll go along with it. Or I could have disagreed rudely, and still the case goes as he wants it. But I had to communicate, like, I strongly feel that this is not a cancer. Emotional intelligence can help you navigate being a pathologist, being a junior one, and then relating with your senior. I love that story because I'm far from training, but I still feel that I can learn a lot from trainees who are 
brave. It still takes a certain amount of bravery here to disagree with the attending because they think that somehow I know everything, but I certainly don't. That somehow I don't make mistakes, but I certainly do. And I can look at something and just sort of instinctively have the wrong idea pop up in my head. And sometimes when you have that first idea wrong, you can just keep going down the path. But it's helpful if someone else another pair of eyes says, but wait, what about this? Or what about that? I've had residents point things out and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah you're, you're right. I, yeah. I didn't see that. For me also, I mean, I know we're talking mainly about dermatopathology and pathology right now, but I've realized that that works also with me and the patient actually, that the patient's another set of eyes maybe not necessarily on their skin, meaning they don't have the training that I do, but they know their own experience. They know what makes sense. And especially very smart patients who look things up and I don't, I'm no longer horrified when people look things up. I'll tell them, you go look this up. You tell me if it sounds right, but also tell me if it sounds wrong. Now that Googling things is so easy, you can look things up and then they can come back to me and say, well, but this doesn't fit or this doesn't feel right. And that can be helpful too. So I think it does take a certain amount of courage, I guess, right? Yeah. To be able to reevaluate all the time. Do you have any final thoughts? I can make some comments on how social media has also helped me. I've spent like three or four years in residency and I would not be able to recognize something. But I don't feel I'm better than people. I don't feel that I'm worse. I just feel that I'm not exposed at the time to some certain things. That's why I don't know them. So I, social media has been a very great help in my training and now in practice. And I, I can't give it up for anything else because it gives me a cheap way of interacting with everybody all over the world and learning great stuff every day. It's wonderful because you're right. I, I try to learn from social media as well, especially because I'm not a pathologist. So the sometimes it'll be like beautiful classic case from GI or, you know, what's this? And everyone knows. I'm like, I've never seen anything like that before. And exactly like you say, it's about exposure and general things in pathology that aren't skin related. I don't necessarily expect myself to know them. But even things in Dermpath, people will say, oh, it's this or that, and I won't have recognized it. And as you said, I'll kind of feel bad or used to feel you know, bad more. But I realized, you know, it's just, I didn't recognize it. You know, so hopefully maybe next time I will. Mm. It's interesting for me, one of the reasons I guess I don't love social media is that image on the screen for me is not the same to my brain as when I see it on the microscope. So even whole slide imaging is not quite the same to me for some reason. I used to have more trouble, but I still have trouble. My neural networks do not fire in the same way. <laughs> Thank you so much for talking with me. I really enjoyed it. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs>